It's DJ KJ, and I'm here with Be Loud, and today we're going to be interviewing City Council President J.P. Morrell. Yay. And so I'm also here with... DJ 5050, DJ Gossip. <laughs> DJ I don't know anymore. And of course, our guest for today... Council President J.P. Morrell. Woo! I don't have... I'm not DJ anything, because I'm too old. Aww. <laughs> I think there's an age cap. Oh. Well, no, you don't, <laughs> don't put that out in the that? world because my kids are out there. So they'll be like, DJ old, that's the <laughs> DJ old. So we're just going to go with, uh, let's go with JP because I go okay. by JP to everybody. Ooh, okay. So like, that's kind of my thing. It's yeah. actually kind of funny, funny, funny story. So my dad was a state rep before I was a state rep and my mom was on the city council before so I, was, I was on the city council. Ooh. And my dad, from the whole time where I was like, my dad got elected to the legislature when I was six. So it's my whole life he was a he was, he's been in politics, and when I was real young, people used to call him Representative Morrell, and he'd say, "Call me Arthur," and I'd be like, "Why are you telling people to call you Arthur?" And he's like, "Because once you start getting attached to titles, you're always looking for another one." Ooh. So I oh. always tell people to call me JP because someday when I'm not elected, I'll still be JP. I don't want to be one of these really old people that's like always running for office forever. So JP, call me JP. All right. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about either your day or your like average day being like the council president. My average day being the council president. So I get to my, I drop all my kids off at school. Aww. I get to the office about eight fifteen. My office doesn't open till nine, so I'm in my office by myself for about forty five minutes, and that's when I try to catch up on my email. And I have a lot of email every day because everyone knows my council email and everyone's like, my, I got a pothole. I got a cat in a tree. I got a whatever. So I go through all those. My staff comes in. Most days it's the rundown of kind of what tasks I've given them for previously to see if they've been accomplished. And then we'll go through the list of requests people have to see if there's stuff we can do. And if it's can, if we can, we start. If it's can't, we respond to them and say, we can't do that. That's not something the council does. And then usually at that point, council members come in individually and tell me what's wrong and what I'm supposed to do to fix it. Because being council president, all the contracting, all the car repairs, everything goes through me and the council chief of staff. So we get do all the menial work. And I'm in my office for about six hours a day, like straight in my office. Oh. I really wish I had a picture of my office because everyone kind of flips out over it. My council members have these really like stuffy offices with like these like pictures of like really old people and stuff. My entire office is covered in action figures oh, and like me. and like and like lightsabers and like Thor's hammer and like all kinds of stuff. That's what I'm into. And when I decided when I got elected, I was like, I'm going to be if I'm going to be stuck in office all day, it's going to be stuff I like, not stuff right. that. Mm-hmm. A person who occasionally wanders in, it'll be put together for them. So it's like, it's just a real like comfortable, like nerd office. Cause I'm kind of a nerd, but I spend all day in there. And then if it's a regular council day, about three, I start picking up all my kids and then I go home and then I go through emails again. My, my wife is a pediatric oncology nurse at children's. She's a, she deals with cancer kids. So on days where she's not working, she'll pick up one of those pickups or drop offs and that'll give me more time in the day. But on days when she isn't, that's about three days a week. I have to do that. I do that too. So 
depends on her schedule, but I mean, arguably her job's more important than mine because <laughs> kids like live and die based on what she does. Oh, so yeah. she yeah. wins. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she wins. So yeah. She gotta wins. Give, gotta give her the W. Yeah. So yep. wait, people like have your like email like actively and people can email you at any time? Yeah, but my, my email's public. It's just jp.morel at nola.gov. If you go on the oh. council website, it's just there. Like oh. so people oh. are like so people are just like, oh no, I'm mad my streets musted. <laughs> JP Morel fix my damn street. And I'm just like, I mean, I can tell public works to fix your street, but I, I can <laughs> allocate money to fit, but like I can't go out there with a jackhammer and fix your street. Now <laughs> I would argue that even if I start doing that personally, it might go faster, but I'm not authorized to do that. So but I get emails about I get emails, I get emails about the president. I get emails about Donald Trump. I get emails what? about all kinds of stuff. You can't fix that. The, the, the <laughs> amount of cons- I got emails about they installed 5G towers in the French Quarter because that's what we're trying to go with the 5G for cell phones. Yeah. And the amount of emails are people who are just like, you're spreading cancer. You're doing it directly. <laughs> are you all, like, those are the emails. I, all those are mixed in there. I get a whole variety, but the bulk are people who like legitimately have a problem I could somehow help with. So I try and deal with those, but I get I get everything. Yeah. Wait, have you ever gotten like a spam email from like some random teenager who like keeps spamming you like every other day? You're like, hey, uh, my car, uh, my refrigerator isn't running. Can you help me? No, I, I do get a lot of spam email. So I'll give you a little. So like when there's a hot blushing issue, like let's say short term rentals, big, big mm-hmm. issue in the city. We don't we all don't like them. I don't like them. Whenever there's a vote coming up on it what advocates do is they'll pre put together like a paragraph email and people will copy and paste that email and send it to, to the council. Is there a button to do it? And what I always tell the advocates is that's a really terrible way to lobby the council because once we get the first email, we're not going to read the other 500 because they're all the same paragraph. And, it might and if people are really, yeah, they really, you really care about an issue you should really like write your own email. It could be at three sentences, but if it's new, then I'm going to read it. If it's just the same copy and paste, then sometimes on real complicated issues, we'll write back and the people will have no idea what they even sent. Those have saw something and clicked it. Like we got a bunch of emails when we were doing some stuff with healthy homes to make sure apartments are safe for people to live in. And we got a bunch of really angry emails that were really filled with a lot of misinformation. Right. So finally, I was like, I'm just I'm going to start responding to him. And everyone I respond to was like, I didn't even read that email. It got sent to me and I sent it to you because that's it said in the heading. This is what it did. But I didn't actually read it. That's just kind of frustrating because I read them. So I don't know. That's kind of a rant. But, you know, I do those. So, yeah, they answer your question. Yes, it did. I get yes. spam. I get spam. <laughs> yes, okay. I don't get I don't get I don't get spam. Like, do you want to reverse mortgage your house? <laughs> because we have a very complicated complex like cybersecurity thing for government so i don't get that kind of spam but i get spam from people not to spam from like the internet oh, okay. okay now we're gonna have jace answer ask his question ask you as you heard i am jace aka dj 5050 and since you are you know you're active in city government i would like to ask you what got you involved in city government so like i said my dad was a elected official for almost my entire life so like you guys when i was a kid i did not want to do that 
I was like the last thing I ever wanted to do. I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. I want to get in politics. I actually, he was a lawyer and a legislator, and I wanted to be a, a medical student. So I did all the pre-work when I was y'all's age in high school to do pre-med, did all the internships, got to college, and fainted in lab at the sight of blood. Like, blood freaks me out. So I spent years getting ready to be a doctor, and that wasn't going to work out. And when oh, I got man. to talk to my advisor, he was like, you're really good at like writing and history. And we think you should go pre-law. And I was like, oh, oh no. man, like, <laughs> I was, so, oh, like man. this is the one job. The one job you think I'm suited for is the one I didn't want to do. So fast forward after Katrina, I was a public defender. I was defending people from criminal cases. And my dad became the clerk of court in New Orleans and his seat came open and I wasn't going to run for it. And then the dude who was running I just didn't like him like <laughs> like, I, like I read I read I read his like stuff when he was talking about running I read his qualifications and I was like I'm way more qualified than this guy and I think he's gonna do a bad job so I threw my hat in and I won now we have a whole sort of podcast about running campaigns because that is just a whole different like it's it's different it's just you gotta be built different to survive campaigns. <laughs> built but, different. But, okay. but um I became a rep that uh the guy who was my senator went to jail for money laundering. So I ran for Senate and then I became a senator. And then I left government in 2018, state government, to become a lawyer again. And then I got real frustrated during Ida. Y'all remember Ida when all the power went out and everything was awful. Yep. And right. Yeah. And so it's just like during that whole process, I was like, city government doesn't work. I have experience making government work. I guess I'll run for city government. And that's how I got involved in city government. Just kind of fell into it because I was a citizen who didn't like the way things were going. It seems like you went through lots, actually. And I'm happy. I am actually want to congratulate you that you have this position. It's, 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 it's a very hard position to get in. And, like, I'm trying to currently work myself up as well, trying to get to a high standard, so... It's cool. I'm seeing you out here doing this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the, honestly, I'll tell you the one thing. The one thing I tell people, and I've kind of when I was running for council, I kind of put this out here, and you're really speaking to it. I said the problem we have in society is people set lower and lower expectations for what people should do and what government can do. And if you set the expectations low for yourself and for others, you let people not be the best person they can be. So when I was running, part of my campaign was if you expect nothing from city government and you allow them to give you nothing, then you're kind of part of the problem. You need to expect more from city government. And if people don't do more, you need to find someone that will. To your point, Jace, like always make sure your standards personally and for others are as high as they could be because people will meet it if you expect more from them. If you expect less, you're going to get less. That's just what it is. So since I remember that you talked about the emails and how people were like, fix the potholes, do this and do that. And people right. are constantly asking things of you. So like, how do you deal with like all the hate? Like, let's say you make like a bad, well, bad decision to someone or you spend a lot of money on this one thing when people want another thing. How do you deal with like, like a great amount of backlash, like protests and stuff? Most politicians, their default mode is to do nothing. Because if you do nothing, you don't make anybody angry. It's okay. kind of like a thing, like, 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 like when you look at Congress and stuff, like doing nothing 
and not picking a side, usually people are kind of like, whatever. I'm the one that's always picking a side saying, I want to do X. And there are a lot of times, not a lot of times, but there's sometimes where I get it wrong. Like I get it dead wrong. Dead wrong. And, and, and I will tell you, what I often do is often apologize and try and fix it, which is also po- some politicians don't do. Don't do it. You don't see your politicians apl- apologizing very much these days. Mm-hmm. I guess I was raised right, but when I mess up and someone calls me messing up, I apologize. Like there was a originally the sewage and water board had a council members on the board, and when I was working with Mayor Mitch Landrew and we were redoing sewage and water board, a lot of good government agencies said the council should not be on the sewage and water board. So I took the council off the sewage and water board and it was a mistake because the problem was, is that when you have the mayor on the sewage and water board and a bunch of appointees that are not elected officials, you don't really have someone who represents the average person being able to say, no, they can't afford you raising the rates or whatever's going on. And I went back two years later and put the council member back on the sewage and water board and apologized for it because it was the wrong thing to do. And I do that all the time. Like if I, if I, if I, I mean, I'm not infallible. I'm just a person. If I make a mistake, then I apologize. Now, if I think, if I believe I've done the right thing and I get hate for it, I just deal with the hate. I mean, I try to remember when our framers like of the constitution created democratic government, it was never meant to be forever elected officials. You're not supposed to be in office for your whole life. That's not the way democracy is supposed to work. For most people, that's what they want to do. I mean, you got to be like Congress been there for 50, 60 years. There are people when I was in the legislature, when I was in Baton Rouge, the average age of a legislator was like 70 years old. Really? Wow. Yes. When I went to the Senate, when I went to the Senate, I was 29 or 30 and I was a baby. (laughs) And the crazy and the crazy thing for y'all is these are people who are regulating like TikTok. And they don't know what TikTok is. Oh my god! They're regulating. <laughs> they're regu- They're regulating whether or not they're regulating whether or not you guys should have internet access in schools. And when they were in school, there weren't even self help. There weren't even fax machines when many of these guys were in school. Lord, like oh, I can't tell you. I remember when I was in the house in two thousand eight. I had to explain to people and help them set up their Facebook accounts. That's so concerning in every way possible. <laughs> it, it is. So like, so like, so no, I mean, so going back to your, like dealing with the hate, like I always take the position of you elect me for four years, one term, either you like what I did in that four years and you reelect me or you don't, but I'm not going to do decisions just so that I can hopefully get reelected. So I get a lot of hate. I get more hate probably than most council members because you can't fix stuff without breaking stuff. And I'm always breaking stuff. That's just kind of my, my personality. That's fair. That's fair. I do that too. <laughs> okay. So our next question is coming from Byron. That's hey, Byron. All right. Byron. This is DJ, DJ gossip. So I got to yes. watch out. <laughs> yes. That's Byron. Okay. But, uh, yes. All right. Um, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about your job? Ooh. My favorite thing about my job is when I find something that needs to be fixed that's been around forever, and I realize that no one's ever bothered to think about fixing it, and we fix it, which is a lot of stuff. Like, oh. like a lot of stuff. Um, I have a great. I was talking to the new police chief the other day, 
And we we're talking about how she does not have enough. Well, when the new chief came in, she asked them, why are we only doing one recruit class for NOPD every three months? And they said, we don't have any facilities. And she was like, what do you mean? They were like, after Katrina, they didn't rebuild the police academy. That's bad. Yeah. And I was like, what? what She's like, mean? yeah. And I was like, like Katrina destroyed the police academy where they trained officers. They never rebuilt it. They've been renting space at places around the city to train cops. That's crazy. So there's no, yeah. so there's no space available. They just wait till some space opens up. Oh no. So the chief brought this up and I was like, well, the school system is sitting on a bunch of old schools. They never reopened that they fixed. Why can't we just swap some land and take an old school and turn it into an academy? Mm. And she was like, we could do that. And I was like, <laughs> that's yes, that's easy. So we're doing that right now. But it's one of those things where it's a real important thing that apparently has been a problem for like 20, almost 20 years. And no one took the time to go, well, how do we fix it? They said, we'll just keep renting space. Yeah. So, like bad thing I would say the bad thing is when and this is going to sound so old man but I'm just going to put it out there y'all can mock me for it All right. <laughs> when, when, when people on the internet start spouting crazy conspiracy theories yeah. about oh. me and like to my face like I know you're working with George Soros and like the socialists to take over America yeah, and I'm like what? I <laughs> wish I knew George, George Soros it's like a gadrillionaire. I wish he was my buddy. I, <laughs> I wish we were Let's friends. go hang out. And they're like, they're like, you're with George Soros and the socialists. And I'm like, first off, the person called me a socialist probably doesn't know what socialism is. That's but anyway, right. it's just, it bothers me a little bit. It bothers my kids a lot. Because oh, my kids are like, yeah. why are they saying this? Why are they saying like stuff? crazy? Yeah. Sh like the worst thing is that like the internet makes up stuff mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot my, of too much. My, yeah, my, my son's a freshman at Franklin yeah, and Whoa. some kids started Googling me oh, and they said, my. and Google said I was worth $5 million. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm not worth $5 million. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like negative growth. I have student loan debt, oh. but my son was like, my son was like, damn, why, 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 where's why this $5 million? <laughs> and I was like, I don't have five. And it's like, because the internet, and people just believe the internet. Yeah. His friends are like, oh man, your dad's a millionaire. And he's like, yeah. he is? And I'm like, oh, he's a millionaire. I don't know. Millionaire. Someone just typed that in a website somewhere. <laughs> like, it's not a thing. So the well, internet makes being know. a politician difficult. See, and gossip, don't start nothing. Don't be like, we're <laughs> $50 million. Or he's with $70 million. He's or he's got gold buried in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have one question left. And that is from okay. moi. Hi. Mwah. Mwah. Okay, so <laughs> I was wondering if you weren't a city council member, then what would you be? I would be a lawyer. Honestly, I think the the better question you didn't ask is what if I had never gotten a politics, what would I be? Ooh, I would I would I would I would probably be a highly paid defense lawyer. I really enjoy doing criminal defense work. Um I like being a public defender more than a private defense lawyer because this is gonna sound this is so not correct but i'm gonna say it anyway <laughs> the people who typically can afford a highly paid lawyer are usually guilty oh yeah yeah most yeah, likely definitely most likely, but, yeah. like, like, like when i was a public defender and that dude was like i only had one joint that was just for me chances are he only had one joint it was just for him when the dude rolls in and he's like just drip just dripping which with like stuff rings rolex he's like 
I am not a drug dealer. And he gives me all my payments in cash. It's like you are. Yeah. Perhaps maybe. I mean, I mean everyone deserves a, everyone deserves a lawyer, but so like if I if I if I had never got married, never had kids, never went to politics, I'd probably be a very poor public defender <laughs> defending people who probably are overcharged or innocent. That's probably what I would have done. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for your time and letting us interview you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It was a great time. I'd love to come back and talk about podcasting. Yeah, yes, yes, of be course. Really we should have a we, podcast here. We are sure. actually ending in two weeks, but we come back in late January. And That's perfect. Yeah, so mm-hmm. come, o- come over. Come over. Oh, y'all have snacks, so I'm going to come over there. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we have snacks. We can yeah. get some because, pizza. Because y'all, y'all, y'all already know, my, my wife only gives me quinoa. Oh, so. my. If, if y'all got some Reese's, we can sneak you some snacks. I love Reese's. Yeah, sneak me some snacks. I'm there. If y'all yes. sneak some snacks, I'll be there. Bro, <laughs> buy us some so pizza. Much. Thank you. All right. Okay, guys, this was DJ KJ. DJ 5050. DJ Gossip. I don't know anymore. And our special <laughs> guest, JP Morell. Thank you so much for listening. And bye. This is the Be Loud Loud. Loud.